Welcome to the Doodle Kisses podcast, an extension of doodlekisses.com. I'm your host, Adina Pearson. Doodlekisses.com is the social network for Labradoodle and Golden Doodle owners, wannabe owners, and the Doodle Curious. The goal of this podcast is to provide education, entertainment, and connect with our Doodle Kisses members on the topic of Labradoodles, Golden Doodles, and dogs in general. In this episode, I chat with Kentucky, who surfs with his Golden Doodle, Derby, in San Diego. I didn't know Derby's history when I invited his human, Kentucky, to be a guest, and love that I'm sharing yet another great story of a dog who needed love and commitment in order to shine. You'll hear about Derby's journey from skittish outdoor dog to confident athlete and city dog. Enjoy this episode. Kentucky, welcome to the Doodle Kisses podcast. Hey, how are you doing today? Good. It's so great to have you here. Another Sunday recording from people who are like busy, right? You're a busy guy. So I found out about Derby a while back when I was asking our Doodle Kisses members for suggestions of dogs that are involved in obedience or other dog sports to feature feature on our social media pages because I was trying to do a little more education. Like, here's the things that doodles can do. Um, and somebody mentioned Derby, and I thought it would be so fun to have you on the show uh, because there's not too many surfing doodles out there. Uh, no, there's not. Thank you very much for inviting us and having us on here. <laughs> so your name, Kentucky, and your dog's name, Derby. Where did you get the name Kentucky? Uh, so I'm originally from Kentucky, uh, but I lived in Georgia. I went to Georgia Southern University, and uh, my real name is Keone. Uh, but uh, it's kind of harder when I was working at bars and restaurants uh, saying my name is Keone. So that one of my bosses couldn't remember my name. So he called me Kentucky. So Kentucky, what's your history with dogs? So I grew up in a, a farm, eight acre farm in Kentucky. And uh, we always had dogs on the farm. Most of them were free puppies that we had gotten and they lived outside. They never came inside. Uh, they basically were there to like protect our house from critters and possums and raccoons and stuff away from the barn and also we had a long driveway and they would let us know when people were coming up the driveway mm-hmm. uh, uh, but i would always go out and we'd do like fishing and uh, go out walking in the woods with them and being real active with them uh, when i was in college i bought my first dog which was a great dane and he was uh his name was titan and i had him for about 11 years and uh he used to ride around in my truck and everybody had you know, in the town I lived in with uh, Georgia Southern, knew him. He would hang out on my toolbox while I worked inside a bar. And um, then uh, I didn't have a dog for a while. And then I got Derby, and he's seven years old now. So that would make it uh, 2002? <laughs> no, no, 2012? 2012? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to do math here. Uh, but I got him when he was a year old. Uh, so. That's when I started to get in him. So, but when I wanted to, I didn't know much about doodles at the time. And I guess that's when they were starting to get real popular. Mm -hmm. It was about 2012. And you didn't see them very much. And I lived in Atlanta, Georgia. And, uh, but I started noticing them. And I noticed that, you know, their big thing was, you know, hyperallergenic. They don't, they don't shed anywhere. Because even my uh, Great Dane shed, his hair was short. It would shed everywhere. So I kind of started looking into them. And uh, that's when I decided I wanted to get one. <laughs> and what kind of what kind of doodle is Derby? 
so that's the thing I don't really know because I don't really know the F1, F1B. I don't. I kind of understand it, but I <laughs> to me, I just wanted a doodle. <laughs> Great, but is he? Is it a golden doodle or is he a yeah. lab doodle? He's a golden doodle. Okay. Yeah, okay. and he's uh, like an apricot white color. Yeah. So let's let's go over the F1, F1B for listeners. So if his if his parents were pure breeds, a golden and a poodle, he's an F1. So the one is like the first generation. Think of F as first generation. Um, if one of his parents was a golden doodle and his other parent was a poodle, then he's an F1B. B is back cross to a parent breed. Gotcha. So there's that. Do you know gotcha. which, which combo he was based on that? Do not know. Uh, okay. I'm sure. That the, <laughs> the, the, uh, so the story of how I ended up getting him because uh, I was looking for a doodle and I was actually looking for like a chocolate or a brown one, you know, cause I, you know, I, I'd seen a lot of gold or like white ones, like apricots and I was like, uh-huh. I'll look around. But I didn't realize how expensive they were. <laughs> yeah, true. And, uh, and I get it, you know, it was, a, you know, they're, and they're still expensive now, which is, you know, everybody's really wanting one. Uh, so I talked to a buddy of mine whose wife's sisters who both both sisters have families and, it, and they were in Tennessee, bought brothers together for each mm-hmm. one, for each one, their family. Mm-hmm. And Derby was one of them. And his brother is Nico. And Derby was, you know, they kind of lived kind of near each other, but not all the close to each other. But uh, the family had two kids. I think they were two and four and they had one on the way and they had a nice house in Tennessee. But they, after about a year, they didn't have time for him. And they realized that, like, you know, he needed more some, somebody who had more time for him, more discipline, because he had actually taken a turkey off the uh, counter. <laughs> mm. uh, he he only thing he really knew was the backyard and his kennel. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they, they realized they're like, look, you know, we're about to have another kid. We, we need to find another. We need to rehome him. And when they found out about me looking for one, they were like, you know, we've heard about you through our, your friend. And uh, we would love to, like, you, we'd love to give him to you. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? This is the best time. You know, I, I really couldn't afford uh, a $1,500 dog at the time, but no free dog. I definitely do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it turned out it, it was awesome. I mean, first time we met, he was a year old. Uh, he, he, you know, he knew uh, all he knew was a backyard and a, uh, uh, the, the family. So I lived in downtown Atlanta. Uh-huh. So when I took him to down in Atlanta, Atlanta, it, it was a whole new world for him. He didn't realize there were other people in the world. He didn't realize there were other dogs in the world. <laughs> yeah. And so he was really skittish, really skittish. Like, you know, we'd be walking down the street when I was trying to get him to, to walk with me uh, in downtown and a car door would slam and he would like freak out real bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was just like, man, you know, it's not not their fault. It's just, you know, he just he was just a little bit sheltered. Uh, and so I, I just basically said, all right, man, you know, to, you know, if we're going to hang out, you know, I'm just going to introduce you to everything. So I took him everywhere. Uh, I actually worked at a bar next door and it, I would take him to the bar and he would hang out and meet new people. And people even said, you know, he's a little skittish. I was like, yeah, but he, you know, he just needs to know, you know, his confidence. And I'd take him to the dog park and he got more confident. And after a while, about a year later, he was actually just a normal dog now. <laughs> wow. I love that, that you saw his need and you didn't 
make that scare you away from him and say, oh, yeah, he's not the right one for me. I need to pass him on to someone else. But you're, you just dove in and you said, okay, this is what he needs. I'm going to help him get used to the world. Yeah. And, that, and that's what uh, he needed. And he, and also, you know, he needed a little discipline, not much. I mean, he, he was actually really good potty trained when I got him. Uh, he was crate trained because he already knew about it. But, uh, you know, he just needed to know how to act on a leash a little bit. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I started teaching him commands or like sit, stay, which he understands perfectly now. <laughs> uh, really good nurtured dog. I mean, he's like likes to walk up to people now and want to be pet. So before he was kind of skittish. So he's definitely a changed dog from when I first got him. <laughs> yeah. Did you pick out his name right away? Did you know that your dog is going to be named Derby or was he, did, did he have that name? He had a different name and uh, the kids had named him Midas. And I, you know, I get it. He was kind of like that goldish look, I guess. And, uh, and when I first got him, I kind of looked at him. I was like, nah, you're not a Midas. <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, I reached out to some of my friends on Facebook and uh, I was like, Hey, this is my new buddy. I need a new name for him. And, uh, you know, some people came out and I, th- I forgot which friend, but son said, you know what, you need to name him Derby. So now that you'll be Kentucky and Derby. And I was like, you know what? That's the greatest idea ever. <laughs> I love it. So I just started calling him Derby and he just kind of got used to it. Um, and then one, and then about a, three months after I had gotten him, you know, he started getting more used to me and everything. Uh, the family wanted to see him and they were down visiting Atlanta. And so I, I brought him back to my buddy's house and let the family see him again. And uh, this, is, this is Derby's old family or your yeah, family? Derby's old family. Okay. And uh, so I brought him down, let him play with the kids. And the kids were like, oh, good to see Midas. They kept calling him Midas. And <laughs> the parents were like, no, his name's Derby now. And they're like, oh, okay. And I was talking to the dad. And, and uh, the dad was like, man, you know, he looks like he's doing a lot. He's, he's doing well. And I said, man, you don't understand. Like, he's, he's definitely uh, doing a lot better with me. And uh, he, he, I, lo- you know, I love having him around. And, you know, thank you so much for, you know, letting me have him. I know it, it was definitely hard for the family. He said, yeah. So he said, man, but I was about to leave. And I was like, all right, well, I'll talk to y'all later. And so he was, Derby was actually playing in the front yard with the kids. And I yelled at him and said, all right, Derby, get in the truck. And he stopped what he was doing, ran over to me, jumped in the front seat of the truck. I shut the door and the dad was like, I have never seen him do that before. <laughs> wow. Because they had, to, they had to, because to him, they had to like keep him in the back, chained up in a pen when they, anytime they had to take him somewhere. Because uh, he just, you know, they just didn't have time to get personal with him. Right, right. So, so I told him, I was like, yeah, man, we do everything together. You know, he's just kind of learned up, picked up on cues on when, when we're leaving and what we're doing. Very cool. Did you surf while you were in Georgia? Were there surfing opportunities there? Did not. We, there was no surfing activities. Actually, he did not even like to swim when I first got him. <laughs> really? Not a water he, dog initially? At all. Uh, a buddy of mine had a pool and I would, his dogs would come and I literally had to like get in the water with him and kind of just teach him. And he kind of figured out as long as I'm with you, I'll, I'll do whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. So he got used to it about two weeks later. I can't even keep, I couldn't even keep him out of the water. <laughs> <laughs> you but really he, earned his trust. Yeah. And that's, what's kind of cool about, uh, you know, our relationship is like, you know, he, he really needed somebody that he could trust. And I, you know, I, at the time I really needed somebody close that I, you know, could, you know, could depend on me and I could depend on everything. So it was kind of cool. Very cool. So at what, when did you move to California and how did you get into surfing? <laughs> so 
about when I was about four years ago, I had left Atlanta and that was a, a point in my life. I had a real low point in my life and uh, I knew I needed a change. And so my sister lives out here in San Diego and she said, you know what, if you want to start all over and do something different, I got a place for you to stay and you can get up back on your feet. And I'd never been to San Diego, didn't know anything about it. And uh, at that time, I was like, you know what, I've got to get out of this life that I was in because it was just, if not, it was going to kill me. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, all right, you know, if I can get across me and my dog, I packed up my truck. If it didn't fit on my truck, it didn't go. I sold everything. And me and Derby went on a three and a half day trip across country. And uh, I have to be honest, it was a real hard trip because, you know, I was basically leaving everything I knew. But with Derby there, it definitely made it easier because, you know, I had somebody there with me. So I feel like, you know, he helped me out through that. And uh, when we got out here to California, you know, you know, we've realized, you know, this is you know, the ocean. He had never been to the ocean. I'd been to the ocean, but he had never seen the ocean, but he loved it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, probably about four months. It, well, once we were here, I decided I wanted to learn how to surf. And uh, so there is a dog beach called Ocean Beach Dog Beach that we live right next to. And it's a huge beach where you can leave your dogs un, uh, unleashed and they just play in the water. It's actually awesome. If you ever get a chance to come to San Diego, I tell people just to go there. Even if you don't have a dog, just go and watch the dogs play in the water. It's awesome. Uh, and we would go all the time and I was learning how to surf there. And he kept following me out to the water. <laughs> and like to the point where like he was swimming. And I was like, man, you just go hang out at the beach, man. And you know, he just kept following me because he always likes to be where, wherever I'm at. So I just put him on the board one day, saw a wave coming. I pushed him right in the wave, and he literally rode it all the way to the beach. Wow. Like, like, oh, is this what you're trying to do? And I was like, you got to be kidding me. I was, I was mad but proud at the same time. Because <laughs> Why <laughs> he, were you mad? Because he, he, he basically just showed me up. <laughs> <laughs> and he had never done it. And I, like, I was like, I'm, I was mad because he had picked it up faster than I did. And uh the proud, I was like, oh my God, this is, this is kind of cool. You know, he actually likes doing it. And the thing is, is uh, after we, we did it for a while and uh, some guy saw us, you know, pr- just hanging out, doing it, uh, you know, a couple weeks in a row. And he came up to us. He said, Hey man, do you know that they have dog contests, surf contests down here? I was like, nah, never heard of it. He said, yeah, it's actually, there's one in Imperial beach with the South, South, South of us. That's been going on for almost like 20 years. <laughs> And I was like, all right. So I looked into it. I signed us up. We entered it. I didn't know anybody there. I didn't know anything about surf competitions. Uh, we actually got like fifth wow. <laughs> out of like 40 dogs. Yeah. And all the people were like, man, where did you all come from? Like, how long have you all been doing this? And I was like, uh, we've been doing this for like six weeks. <laughs> That's and, so uh, cool. And during that time, this is, uh, I don't know if you know that Derby has a mohawk. Yeah, I've seen. He's got that blue, really cool mohawk I've seen on Instagram. And it goes all the way down his back. And before, when I lived in Atlanta, he had it going, it was white, but it went all the way down his back. But when I moved here, I found a really awesome groomer. And she was like, yeah, I can do the mohawk. She said, I can even color it. I was like, no, really? She's like, yeah. So he had a blue mohawk. And uh, that's when we we had a blue mohawk, and then he wears sunglasses all the time now. Which, like I said, he kind of picks up on things I want him to do real quick. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, we and then after that, we just kept going to all the competitions uh, in up and down the coast of California. And we now we're kind of a regular uh, that everybody you know enjoys seeing, watching him, and watching me. And then I had to 
actually had to learn how to surf so I could actually now surf with him on the same board now. <laughs> so, <laughs> you had to increase your skills while he just caught oh, yeah. on. <laughs> he, he caught on quick and, and now I had to, you know, pick up the pace. And so now we actually surf in the competition together as a, a duo. And uh, he actually surfs with another doodle. Uh, his name is Teddy. His dad is a sheriff here in the uh, San Diego County. And he actually has a man bun and a goatee. <laughs> the doodle does? Yeah, the doodle does. Oh. His name is Ted, Teddy the Surf Dog, if you see him That's on Instagram. funny. And, uh, and we actually, and so in these surf dog surfing competitions, they have, you know, the single where he surfs by himself and I push him in the wave. Then they have tandem dog-dog, which you put two dogs on one board and they ride together. And then you have tandem dog-human. Well, Whenever we do tandem dog dog at any of these competitions, we always do it with Teddy. And it's just fun to see Teddy with sunglasses, a man bun and a goatee, and Derby with a mohawk, a blue mohawk, and the sunglasses. And they just ride the wave together. <laughs> that is so cool to see. So, yeah, it's definitely brought up doing the surfing thing has definitely opened up some other doors and new people, new friends, and everything. And uh, appreciation for uh, the beach. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, once he started surfing with Derby, did you find that he needed any special kind of training or extra conditioning or anything like that specific to your sport? Or was it just constant practice and that's all he needed? Just basically constant practice. He kind of picked it up and he understood that he needed to stay on the board. And, and if I wanted him to stay in one spot, uh, he would do it. And then a lot of uh, training with me when I was starting to learn how to board, he picks up on commands. Like if I say forward, he knows he needs to move forward on the board. If I tell him back, he knows he needs to, you know, step back a little bit. Uh, the big thing that I love about this, the surfing is if you ever watch some of the surfing dogs, you know, a lot of people like to surf their dogs, but some dogs really love surfing. Some dogs kind of like it. And a lot of the dogs will sometimes hit the beach and sometimes won't will take off running, you know, because, you know, the, there's nobody there to catch them. But at the, during the competitions, they have people catching them and bringing them back out to the owner. Mm -hmm. Well, if you ever watch Derby during a whole competition, he literally hits the beach, turns around, runs back out to me, starts swimming straight to me. Oh. Like, I, don't even, I don't even have to get him to back. And then I usually have to go get the board or someone brings me the board. And as soon as I get the board, he jumps on the board and like, let's do it again, man. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> I love it. That's so sweet. He loves it and he wants to be near you and he cares he doesn't seem to care at all about the crowd <laughs> yeah definitely definitely at all and that's what a lot of people have said he said man i know that derby really enjoys this because i mean he really actually wants to go back out there and do it he's not you're not forcing him to do anything i was like yeah i don't really try to make him do anything he doesn't really really want to do <laughs> mm -hmm. were you ever worried like what if he gets injured or what if you know we get swallowed well, up by a big they, wave <laughs> well they so we do use uh softboards when we mm -hmm. surf together plus he wears a life jacket oh, okay uh now there has been times when we've together, we have hit waves that um, we have been, I call it getting wrecked and we have been wrecked a couple of times. Uh, but he pops right back up, looks for me. We come swim together, find the board and we're good to go. He's never been afraid to get back on. Uh, there was an incident where I was practicing surfing by tandem with him. And this me being a novice at surfing, I didn't really time the wave right mm -hmm. as we were paddling straight out. And instead of waiting on the wave and paddling until the wave had uh, crested, we basically went straight forward and the wave started coming straight up. And if you can imagine, 
the wave picking us straight up and it's standing up on end and he literally slid back 60 pounds of him and he hit me in the face. Oh, I, I was, I was paddling and the wave hit us. We popped back up. By the time I got me and him and the board to the, to the uh, beach, I had a black eye. <laughs> so I basically told everybody that, you know, I, everybody's like, Oh, you ha- what happened to your eye? Well, how'd you get a black eye? It's like, man, I, I was surfing with my dog and we got wrecked and they're like, well, that's not even a good story. (laughs) (laughs) We've had, we've had some incidents, but uh, every time we get back up and uh, he's been ready to go. I've been having a lot of fun doing these podcasts, interviewing interesting people, learning along with you. I don't really want to stop. However, producing a podcast takes time and money. I'm willing to put in the time, but I don't have podcast production skills. And so we have to pay for a professional to put these podcasts together. This is where you come in. If you're getting anything out of listening to these podcasts, please consider supporting the Doodle Kisses podcast. If every single person who listened to at least one episode gave $1, we could cover the production of several episodes. If you gave $5, well, we'd be done fundraising for the year go check out our GoFundMe page. The link is in our show notes. Now back to the learning. So how old is Derby now? He is seven. He will be eight in January. Okay. And I'm curious, how much longer do you think you'll be able to do it with him? You know what? That's what I was trying to figure out. This, and this is the first year I've kind of noticed him slowing down a little bit. Mm-hmm. But when he's one of those dogs, he loves to fetch, loves to play Frisbee. Uh, and that's his, that's his cue to go. You know, I want to do anything. If I can get his attention with a tennis ball, he'll do whatever. Uh, I, you know, I can tell he slows down. He doesn't want to play fetch as long anymore. I have maybe another couple two years, three years. But I mean, if until he doesn't really want to go back out there anymore, I'm kind of like, well, let's do it, man. <laughs> yeah. At this point, would you surf as much without him? Uh, and that's the thing, like, I, I've, I've tried to surf more without him, but every time I want to go surfing and I think it's like, oh, I'm just going to go by myself. And I look at him like, nah, it's me and you go. Yeah. <laughs> so this whole, actually this whole year, I have not even taken my own board and me go by myself. I, every time I want to go surfing, I just usually just take him. <laughs> it's, he's a part of it. <laughs> yeah. That's not the same. Yeah. And that's the thing. I can't, I can't just leave him on the, at the beach and then go surf by myself because he'll just follow me out there. <laughs> mm-hmm. My ki- my kids had a question and they want to know, can Derby surf by himself? So, yes. So that's part of the competition. And uh, if you see his Instagram and his Facebook, there's a lot of videos. So basically when they, they can't paddle out there by themselves with a board and they right. can't paddle into a wave. So all we usually do is we get behind them, get them set, and then we push them into the wave as the wave comes. And he basically just rides the wave. He might he might make a little adjustments here and there, and then when he's ready to pop off, if he knows that at the to the beach he'll jump off, and then he'll run right back out. Oh, that's so amazing! I'm amazed. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, a lot of people have a misconception about like him surfing. Like, how does he paddle out with a board and catch a wave on? So it's like, nah, that's not how that really happens. We have to push him into the wave. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Does he have any? Does Derby have any bad habits? Um, uh, you know what? Nothing that I can really think of. Uh. He always wants to know where I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, not really. There's one thing that I haven't really ever been able to break him of, and I don't know if that's because he just didn't know how to play with dogs a lot. When we go to the to the dog park a lot, 
he loves to play fetch and it's just, he doesn't really care for other dogs <laughs> uh-huh. and he'll play with them a little bit, but, every, but if it's him and fetch time and some dog gets near him, he kind of gives him a little star like, Hey, this is my area, <laughs> but you know, he, he's never hurt or gotten in a fight with any dog. So it's kind of like, yeah, he's just being, you know, his self, just kind of giving everybody his dominance and showing like, Hey, this is my area. Stay out. But he's, he's not that. like, he doesn't go after dogs, but he'll no. protect his space. He will protect his space. He's like, and then, you know, how dogs are curious. Like, Hey, what are you doing? He's like, no, nah, man, I don't want to play with you. I'm playing fetch right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. He's used to you and that's his world. That's it. And that's all like, he wants to playing with other dogs all the time. <laughs> Yeah, definitely doesn't want to do that as much. But he gets along with all dogs. You know, like uh, Dogs will come up, sniff on him. He's like, yeah, what's up? And then, like you said, we put different dogs on the boards with him that are, that he's been with before, and they ride the surfboard together, and it's pretty cool. Yeah. So when you when you first were learning about doodles, you had heard that they don't shed. Does uh, Derby shed? No, not at all. I mean, if he does, it's more like, you know, like human hair that's like falls up in the corner kind of, but not, not much at all. And, and the thing is, is like, I, I remember when I first got him and I didn't really understand about the whole maintaining the, the their hair. And I realized it's like, Oh man, you are getting really fluffy and this is really getting out of control. And like, I was like, you're getting knotted up. And that's when I was like, Oh man, this is, you gotta, you gotta brush these things every day. <laughs> yep. So that's when I realized it's like, all right, man, I like how you feel fluffy, but we're going to keep you short haired. And so I keep him pretty short haired because uh, we go to the beach a lot and we used to go out to the parks a lot and, you know, we go camping in Georgia and he just get muddy, but it's just too much trouble to keep him really fluffy. Yeah. And, and, and I, and, I, and that's how people like to keep him, and I get it. And then, but you know, I see a lot of people in town with really fluffy dogs and, you know, I just realized like, yeah, that's cool and all, but you know, that dog doesn't really get to go outside and play in the dirt a lot. <laughs> right. Between salt water and sand, there's no way you can maintain a mat free coat. <laughs> No, and and it's and you know I get it, and that's where the dog kind of walks with their owner and everything. But I like to like do adventures with him. Like we go out and do hikes and uh, play in the mud, play in the sand, you know. And then afterwards, I can just hose him down and I, I mean give him a quick brush, and he's good. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> and that's you know the pros and cons of having a non-shedding dog. On the one hand, the dog doesn't shed, but on the other hand, it requires a lot of grooming. So if you yeah. if you don't want a lot of grooming, you can get the shedding <laughs> version. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. that works so, just as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I, I mean, I like the fluffed out dogs. So yeah, I was just like, man, it's just too much. But it's cool, Leo. Yeah. yeah. Um, are there any questions about you and Derby that I haven't asked that that you'd like me to ask or that you'd like to talk about? Um, uh, I mean, it's whatever you want to know about him. Uh, there's a lot of other cool things we do besides surf. We actually have a motorcycle and a sidecar that we ride around in. Oh yeah. <laughs> And uh, we actually ride around. I actually have a bicycle with a sidecar that we ride around oh, in. Cool. And, and uh, there has been a. It, it, that's the big thing is I always try to see like what other vehicle or what other mode of transportation can we get in together. Like we've been on boats. Uh, we've been wake surfing together. Behind oh, a boat. cool. Uh, we've been on canoes, uh, jeeps, uh, four wheelers. Uh, I don't know if where you're at, does your town have those scooters that you can rent and you bebop around town? No, we're, we're in a tiny town. Uh, I got you. Well, uh, like, so some of the bigger towns, they have these things, these rental scooters that you can just basically pick up off the street and use your phone. And I actually made a deck that I could easily put onto one. And he sits in between my legs and we scooter around town. Oh, cool. uh, with him between my legs. And he's just kind of sitting there hanging out. People are like, that's awesome. <laughs> How big is Derby? He's only 60 pounds. Okay. 
So, so I guess he's still considered large, I guess, to some people, but the small part end of large. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my, my Labradoodle is about 60 pounds. So yeah, yeah large, but not really. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he just kind of, like I said, whenever I want to do or I want him, we want to try something to do, he's kind of like looks at me, he's like, all right, man, let's do it. <laughs> I love it. I love it how that turned out. I, yeah. I've sometimes I interview people and I really don't know the story in advance, but so far <laughs> I've, I've loved how it's gone from like rags to riches, but not exactly that, you know, the dog who <laughs> was uncomfortable in the world or scared or aggressive or all this stuff. And then owners who just stick by them and, yeah. and commit and it turns out into a beautiful story. Yeah. It's been, it's been a crazy whirlwind. I mean, he's gotten a lot of uh, media attention. Uh, mm-hmm. We've been on uh, a lot of news uh, stations, uh, his videos and pictures have been, have been uh, of him have been all over the world, you know, in Japan news, uh, BBC. We did a morning talk show uh, in Australia one time, uh, live feed. Uh, so it, it, if you Google dog with mohawk, blue mohawk, he pops up. <laughs> it's, it's just crazy how much, you know, atten- like media attention as he's gotten. And just him alone, just with his sunglasses, people are always want to take pictures and I always stop and, Hey, you know, if you want to take a picture, it's cool. You know, come meet him. And I actually have little business cards that has his Instagram and his Facebook, and I hand them to him. It's like, if you ever want to see his adventures or things we get into here, check this out. And they're like, oh, this is awesome. Love it. I will definitely share your Instagram in our show notes. If someone were thinking, hey, that sounds kind of fun. I'd like to try my dog and surfing. What advice would you give them? So one of the surf competitions that we do is is held by Helen Woodworth out here in San Diego. And Helen Woodworth Animal Center is uh, an animal center out here that's, you know, that kind of takes in uh, everything from dogs, cats, to horses, to uh, barn animals. And they actually put on one of these uh, uh, events. And one of the things they do, and I've become part of it since starting, is they offer classes here in San Diego during the surf season where people sign up to have their dogs come in. We volunteer our time as technically professional dog surfers <laughs> yeah. and, and actually our dog surf instructors. And we teach people how to surf their dog. And, and it's kind of fun. Some, you know, some people ask like, this is something else you can get in with your dog. And uh, we take them out there. We, we actually have a class set up with like, you know, pictures and diagrams about how, you know, you should act with the dog and where the dog should be positioned. And the main thing we tell them is just, just have fun. Now, not every dog is going to like it. <laughs> right. And we, and we tell them this, like, you know, if your dog likes it, cool. If it doesn't, that's not a bad thing. You know, you know, you tried, you know, we see what happens. But uh, we've had some actually, uh, since then, uh, we've been do- I've been doing that for three years now. Since then, some of the dogs who took these classes are now surfing in the competitions with us. How cool. And what's the youngest um, dog human oh, duo uh, that you've seen as far as I've, like the, the human? <laughs> Oh, the human. Uh, we have, I've seen a couple of kids who, who have done a duo with a dog that's, you know, that's already done it a while. Uh, uh-huh. But I, like the youngest dog I've seen surf, uh, there was a dog out there at the last competition, I think that was almost not even a year old. <laughs> yeah. And that dog was already out there on the water. And I was like, if you get them when they're younger, it's definitely easier. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they're, they're all ages. We've had some, we have a lot of the dogs that you know, have been doing it for eight years and they finally retire. But they, mm-hmm. the, the, but the family still comes, still comes to the events and still hangs out, and we, you know, it's pretty cool. But you know, you got ones they, they see all the new ones come in, and uh, some of the old ones go out, but they still hang out and want to be part of it. Very, very cool. I remember trying to learn to surf back when I lived in California a few times. Mm-hmm. Never was that successful, uh, <laughs> but I, I was yeah. out there. 
Yeah, it, it's something. It's almost you got to do while you're in California, and then like it, you know, if you like it, you do it, and it's fun. But if you know, if you don't really commit to it, and it's kind of like ah, I tried it. <laughs> right, right. Do you think that you would have surfed as much as you do had it not been for Derby? I think I still would have surfed because I I'm, I like skateboarding. I like adventurous stuff, extreme stuff. Uh, you know, four wheelers, motorcycles, dirt bikes. Uh, uh, skateboarding around longboarding. So when I, when I, I knew coming out here, I was like, I'm going to learn how to surf mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I have, and, and it's been fun. But like I said, every time I think I want to go out by myself, I'm like, ah, let's me and Derby go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What fun. I love stories of people and dogs that do cool things together. Yeah. Now thinking just about our podcast and like interesting topics or guests, if you were to recommend a guest or a topic, um, what do you th- think would be interesting like if you were to pick the next guest or the next topic i would definitely so what i see it a lot with uh with doodles especially is a lot of people like to uh and and a lot some of the surf dogs are, are a lot of the people who get their dogs and become uh how do you call it therapy animals where they go and visit people in the hospital uh-huh and that is something that i want to look into when derby slows down a lot and he retires and, you know and I, and I know I can do it now, but right now we've just got so much stuff going on. I'm like, you know what? I really want to take you to, to become a, a therapy dog to go visit people in hospital. But right now we just don't have time. But when you slow down and we're not doing as much active stuff, I, that's what I'm going to start doing. And mm-hmm. uh, you see a lot of doodles who do that. And, and, uh, and, uh, and I applaud these people who, you know, get their dog, dogs all dolled up and, and are trained to, like, come in and just put smile. And that's what I, that's when, I, when people always ask, you know, why do you do surfing and everything else? Uh, with your dog why do you dress up your dog with a blue mohawk i said we i mean i do it for the smiles that's all we do it for. we don't win money i i love putting smiles on people's faces and and it should make sure that they have a great a uh, good day that day that they saw something cool yeah yeah that's a great motivation i love that and therapy dog work is really really neat um my late roscoe and i did that for a few years before i had kids and mm-hmm. If your dog is generally friendly and has a good temperament, it's pretty easy to get the registration or certification depending on what organization you go to go through. Mm-hmm. And then it's kind of just picking the area that you like. You might find that Derby really likes kids or Derby likes mm-hmm. older adults or hospitals or, you know, whatever you yeah. both like too. And yeah. if he enjoys it and it's it's such a neat thing to be able I think for me anyway and sounds like for you too, dogs have really opened up doors and mm-hmm. helped you meet a ton of people and given you a new hobby in a, in a way that like, you know, when you left Kentucky and you were down and out, like, could you ever imagine that you, this is like going to be a big thing for you? Never this like far from it. Like I never thought that like, we'd be like, you know, people, people recognize us when we walk down the street, like, Oh yeah, that's a surfing dog. Like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Y'all recognize or seen us on the news. I mean, we never thought about and sometimes Uh, people i hear people talking about like doodles as being status symbols you know like here's me and my doodle i am somebody important and when i first got a doodle it wasn't popular or very known and mm -hmm. so i know for me it was never a status symbol but when people would notice him and want to pet him (laughs) it wasn't so much like wow look at me this i have this amazing dog but it was just really neat it was really neat to see like the connection it brought me with people and to see other people enjoying him and seeing them smile because they got to pet my dog like that part is so cool it has nothing to do with status or anything like that it's just like 
a thing that connects. <laughs> and I love that about dogs. Definitely. Yeah. It, it definitely helps start conversations where, you know, when, you're, when we're together and, you know, I, you know, I don't usually start conversations. With people, when people start talking about Derby, I got something to talk about with them. Uh, I know one of the funniest incidents and it still happens today, but when we started getting noticed more in, in San Diego, uh, me and Derby were walking into Target one day and we're just walking by and this guy comes out of Target, walks right by me, looks down at Derby and goes, what's up, Derby? And he keeps <laughs> on walking. He doesn't even acknowledge me. and just keeps on walking. I'm like, uh, would you owe him money or something? <laughs> so it's just kind of crazy. Like he's, you know, he, Derby himself is recognized by himself and not me. <laughs> You're just his leash holder. That's yeah. all. <laughs> I'm, just guy, I'm just the guy that feeds him. That's all yeah. I am. <laughs> you feed him, pick up his poop. <laughs> manager. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. Well, thank you so much, Kentucky, for coming on the Doodle Kisses podcast. Um, it's been a pleasure to talk with you and find out more of your story and about Derby. Oh, thank you for having us. We, it was definitely a pleasure and uh, definitely a uh, to all the doodle people out there I mean, they're great dogs and uh, love them closely <laughs> <laughs> thanks have a great day you too bye thank you for tuning in to this episode of the doodle kisses podcast if you have any ideas or recommendations for future topics or guests send me an email at admin at doodlekisses.com that's a-d-m-i-n at doodlekisses.com Also, subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, or however you get your podcasts so you can have every episode ready to listen to as soon as it comes out. The show notes will link you to our GoFundMe page, as well as links to some of the things we discussed in today's episode. Talk to you next time on the next episode of the Doodle Kisses podcast.